We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Microsoft Teams is helping a bicycle company reinvent the way that they work. We make bicycles for everyday riders. Once the pandemic hit, we started doing virtual visits. All of a sudden, we could open up our showroom to customers around the world. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash Teams. Welcome to the Roadwire DFS podcast. Derek Van Riper here with Mario Puig taking today's nine game slate and, and breaking it down, starting with the pitching. If there were ever a day to use Bronson Arroyo, this would be it. But it's still it, it's still something you no, can't do. No, it was there was this one time where it actually worked a little bit for me. And by that, I mean, he got like 30 points um, and it was at San Francisco, I think. Um, yeah, this is not the day. It's uh, I thought it through. There, there will never be a day to use Bronson Arroyo well, because if there were one, it would be this. It's at San Diego, and it's a uh, 26% K rate for the Padres against righties, and 82 WRC+. Plus. Uh, the Padres are the worst offense in play today. Okay, but, I got, oh, I got a better scenario. Uh, once like the new Ice Age ushers in, and uh, they're still playing Major League Baseball, though, and in the Marlins Stadium roof off uh bronson arroyo versus uh i don't know somebody but like freezing cold temperatures in that stadium would be better against jeff lock yeah yeah jeff lock can't pitch we know that he's he, he won't have a good game uh yeah he did he have like a like a 10k something like that in his first game in the majors this year probably jeff lock has made me look stupid before jeff lock is our uh like backup wade miley when we want to get mad one way or another at a pitcher he is he's the alternative wade uh let's talk about some of the options we really will consider we'll start with the most expensive pitcher on the board steven strasburg home against the braves braves of course still without freddie freeman uh, even with freddie freeman which has impacted their numbers the team this year still well below average as an offense and without him even further below average probably a bottom three lineup at the present time, eleven thousand four hundred on FanDuel. It's a steep price, but I think it makes sense in cash games at the very yeah. least to to build around Strasburg as the primary pitcher. I don't think I would bother in cash with anybody other than Strasburg and uh, Porcello, uh, little bits, maybe Tyone. But even at eleven eleven thousand four hundred, it's like the security you get from the the likely security you get from having Strasburg is uh, 
desirable in a, in a slate that is otherwise looks like a you know field of landmines at pitcher. Yeah, pretty significant surplus value with Strasburg over the likes of Darvish at ten thousand because Darvish is on the road against Houston. Aside from not striking out a lot, the Astros, of course, put a ton of runs on the board. They are the second best offense matchup wise today. The Yankees against Alex Meyer are the only more difficult matchup that you Darvish could have. Uh, so Darvish, as a contrarian GPP guy, you know, he comes in, maybe he comes in. He's, to, yeah, he's good enough to dominate well. a good team a couple times a year. Yeah, yeah, so like that that's the that's the path of usage, but you can't really use him in cash. Probably not. In this matchup. Uh, Jacob deGrom against the Cubs. I like him in tournaments. Yeah, at 9,700 on FanDuel. The Cubs against righties are as bad as the Pirates against lefties. Like that's just one of those things that you wouldn't have thought on opening day and it will change case. but for now i mean they seem to have some real issues yeah and degrom has been blown up in back-to-back starts i i don't think there's anything wrong with him i think it's just kind of played the brewers man a coincidence he caught, yeah, caught the brewers on a friday night you don't want to play the brewers on a retro friday no don't want it but now uh if, if these these like inferior cubs it, it, it's not a cash option but in a tournament like yeah coming off two bad games if we don't think something is fundamentally wrong with Degrom. It's just a good matchup at a deflated price when people might be less likely to pick him. Yeah, I think the the other GPP options that are in play, you have Jamison Tyon making his return uh, from testicular cancer treatment. First start back, 8300 is the price. He's pitched well in his rehab assignments. He's uh, able to uh, get deep into the game, too. That was something they addressed during his time at AAA. So it's not a 75-80 pitch cap just based on where he's been at. He should be out there for regular usage. Uh, so I think Tyone home against the Rockies makes a lot of sense. And for 500 more, Rick Porcello against the Phillies is also in play. Uh, home, Fenway Park, of course, dries up left-handed power. Porcello can be susceptible to homers against righties. So the Phillies have some righties that can do damage. There's a little bit of concern there. But as well as the Phillies have played in recent weeks, I'm still not looking at them as a team that I'm fearing with my upper mid-tier pitchers. Yeah, they're bad and they're worse on the road. And uh, Eikhoff, although he might get some cover from the, the monster, has has been uniquely bad this year. Uh, I think Porcello is in a good spot. I, I don't know what to expect for tournament ownership, whether I think it'll be more Porcello or DeGrom. Um, but they're kind of in a similar category for me. Like Porcello has surprisingly high strikeout rate this year. So I think there's upside there. I don't think he's like a... Uh, just a cash game guy despite his his historical tendency to hover around like seven strikeouts per nine i think there's a lot of fear of the cubs lineup still so i would expect porcello to be much higher on yeah grom and, yeah. and not even because of the price but just, red Sox are insanely favored in this yes big favorites like minus 220 i believe as a in an, uh, in, in an over under of 11 it's pretty gross they're predicted so. to just crush them so i <sighs> I, I like Dykoff coming into the year. Me too. I still kind of think he can be good eventually, but right now he's he's just a mess. The, the thing about using him right now, the, the Red Sox don't strike out a lot. I think the the situations where you want to start plucking away with Eikhoff at 7,000 or less are when he goes up against a, a bottom three, bottom five strikeout yeah, exactly. team that can like boost up his numbers and uh, bring up the upside. Not today. Yeah, today's not that day. At least doesn't seem to be. Uh, the other side of the tie-on matchup is Kyle Freeland. If, if he could just miss more bats, this would be a great spot. But I think his his ceiling is just low enough where he falls short of being in GPP consideration for me. 
Yeah, it's like his ceiling is that of a cash game player generally, but the risk, uh, particularly in the context of vastly superior cash game options in the slate, which would be the case in almost any, I guess. Um, yeah, I, I just don't really have an interest in him. It could it could work, like you know, if he has his highest strikeout game of the year, tournament genius, but uh, it just doesn't really seem like a thing that's in his skill set. So looking at some of the other names out there, Pelfrey against the Orioles, Turkey over under is 10 in that game. Wade kind Miley. of resembles one. Yeah, it kind of looks like a giant turkey. Wade Miley going up against the White Sox team that's been the best in MLB so far against lefties. Some, some of the Wade Miley corrections should be coming tonight. Uh, Luis Perdomo against the Reds, even though Perdomo is at home at Petco. That Reds offense is a bit better than people thought coming a into bit. the year. Yeah, they got they got. F- they got a kind of monster. They got a buzzsaw in the middle of the lineup between like Vado, Shebler, Duvall, and if Scooter's on, he can hit a little bit righties anyway. Uh, so, yeah, I, I don't, I don't want anything to do with Perdomo today. He might have a pretty good game, but I, I think he's going to have to pitch very well to pull it off. Petco is enough of a wet blanket for left-handed hitters, though. Where I, I think I'm still looking at just like one Cincinnati bat. I'm not going to go and stack. Oh no, I wasn't. Yeah, I probably wasn't going to stack that. I mean, they're not even cheap enough to make it that easy. It's like Votto's the highest priced first baseman. I think. Um, I, I haven't seen what Shebler's price is, but uh, yeah, him and Duvall. Shebler's thirty one hundred. That's tournament at least. Um, Duvall who. Is not afraid of righties. Is thirty four hundred. Is Duvall your favorite out of uh, those three in terms of just like raw probability? Given that, oh, is there something about? Is it like a the right side is uh, longer than the left in that field or something, or is it some jet stream kind of nonsense? I don't remember the dimensions for sure, but it's played that way for okay. Ever. I mean, it, it's just it, it's they changed the the left side of the stadium. There's a huge video board like jerry world size video board nice up in left field and that plus some construction plus some i think adjustments to the fences over the years around the park all those things have, have changed enough to where the uh the home runs on on the right hand side of the plate have been good like they've actually been a tick above average so like as a, as a park petco uh plays much closer to neutral but lefty power is still just the one thing that really takes a hit most days uh, in san diego and uh, speaking of san diego you said you liked uh austin hedges a fair amount yeah hedges if he's if he's in there today i mean he's, he's a cheap catcher and bronson arroyo is bronson arroyo yeah and what's weird about hedges is he had low strikeout percentages in the minors and then like every stop in the majors he's just uh, at least this year he's introduced the homers like now it's like either homers or pops out i guess or strikes out but uh, he was like a sub twenty strikeout guy throughout the minors, which like I'm kind of optimistic of his chances of just getting really good one of these days, uh, not just a Zanino type. Um, but yeah, it's a good matchup certainly, and at that price, it's a uh, pretty tempting. And and I actually like the Padres a bit as a stacking option because they're pretty cheap uh, considering the turkey they got in their sights. Yeah, with with Hedges, I think the K rate really jumped last year as he added power. Uh, even in the minors, oh. it didn't tick up that much. But he had 20 homers in a half season at El Paso. So yeah. I wonder if maybe there was a swing path change at AAA. You know, it didn't impact him as much. But against big league pitching, he still has some adjustments to make. It is kind of a feast or famine. He has a history of making contact that he just hasn't yet. Yeah, well, I mean, you look at, at Arroyo, though, and he's got the second lowest strikeout rate of right. all the starting pitchers going today over the past calendar year. Only Mike Pelfrey is lower. Mike Pelfrey has an 11.2% K percentage 
since this time last year. He can give you innings, though. He, um, he can chew up innings. He can give you six uh, runs allowed in uh, seven innings. Um, yeah, so I, I definitely like the Padres, and uh, as long as as long as Hedges waits one second longer, just wait another second before you swing at that Arroyo pitch because it's slower than it looks. Throws the timing off uh, yeah. for sure. The other turkey-driven matchup, uh, Twins-Mariners, if the rain holds off, Adalberto Mejia for the Twins, Giovanni Gallardo, for the Mariners, he could use a lot of hitters on both sides of that matchup if that game goes down as expected. Uh, and then John Lackey, I mean, he hasn't pitched well this year. The Mets, they have some lefties especially that can that can mash. I think you can probably take a few swipes uh, at John Lackey and uh, live to tell about it because especially against lefties, he's been pretty bad. But he gives up a lot of homers to righties. Even though he has a higher strikeout rate against righties and a lower walk rate against them, the home run rate surges up, and I think that's something you can take advantage of. Yeah, I haven't watched to know enough anecdotally about how that happens but I've, I've got that completely baseless theory that it's like ah those guys who give up those righties who give up more homers to righties than lefties are because they just like walk the lefties and then uh, have have nowhere else to pitch by the time the righty comes up and they think they can get away with like a high fastball that they don't um but yeah i think either way the mets look like a really bad matchup for lackey every time i've seen him this year it like start to finish he just seems shaky and a guy like him who wasn't like a great skill set to begin with getting as old as he is i think it kind of makes sense that he's just entering like the final phase before he's just completely useless so i like the mets as stacking option too uh darno at 2600 if i'm not going hedges i'm probably going darno um and then the outfield is just loaded with options between conforto and jay bruce and uh jonas suspedes so yeah mets i like as a, as a targeting lackey certainly yeah maybe a three or four man met stack is a good way to go and, and be a little less chalky than some of the other stacks i mean we'll see twins it's stacks, pricey in the outfield so you can get low ownership i bet on those guys yeah you see a lot of white Sox stacks maybe a lot of Orioles stacks today uh, as well uh the catchers we talked about a couple already you know hedges being among them i think the other one that i would think about is Jonathan Lucroy yeah. against Joe Musgrove. I mean, Lucroy's had a weird season, but the price is down at 2600 on FanDuel. And there's still, to me, enough upside where I'm willing to kind of kick the tires and he's, see how it plays out. He is due. He's, he's, he's too good to finish the year with numbers that he's had to this point. So, like, some kind of surge needs to happen. And why not against a, you know, struggling young pitcher coming off the DL? Yeah, I, I'm with you. Uh, the price on Gary Sanchez is still really high, even though his production hasn't quite been at the levels expected. He kind of changed that over the weekend, though. He had a yeah. monster weekend. And Meyer has been great for the Angels in the past, like four or so starts, but he still, over that stretch, has been walking a lot, even though that walk rate is kind of lower than what he's normally done. So uh, against against basically like the scariest... Do we consider the Yankees the scariest bats in the league? Yankees and Astros. Yeah, uh, one of the, so one of the two best bat lineups going going against them. Uh, I think his worst tendencies are likely to show up, and Sanchez, I, I think, is a really good bet to do well. But I, I probably just can't afford him. Looking over at first base now, can you talk me out of Jose Abreu at thirty three hundred as maybe the best play value wise on the board? He's he's a good uh, I think non stacking piece. I don't really want to stack the White Sox that much because it's like the guys who are good reliable it's like melky doesn't have the power you traditionally want and he's it's not like he's usually below three thousand or anything like that uh frazier's just so wild he's been pretty bad at home this year 
Uh, but Abreu, it's one of those things where I think like the White Sox generally might not do as well as people hope. But Abreu is so good that uh, if he's the only White Sox uh, batter you have, he, he should do quite well for you. And he's affordable at 3300 So that's that's definitely really tempting. Uh, you made a good case on the air for Hanley. Um, so he's, he's definitely in play. Uh, otherwise, I, I really like Will Myers uh, fits into the, the uh, Padres stack. And at 3600 he has kind of weird splits where it's like he's really good at that stadium against righties and Arroyo's, uh, you know, near the end here. So that's my main target. Oh, you also mentioned Chris Davis on the air. That was that was a good call too. He's oh, thirty seven hundred against uh, Pelfrey. Yeah, so. I mean, there's like four or five options again at first base, which is often the case at that position. Right, let's take a look over at second base now and. Uh, there's plenty of quality at second base. Uh, you know, you look at Daniel Murphy still at 3,800. That's a very fair price. Uh, a couple other cheaper options that are interesting. I mean, Dustin Pedroia at 3,300 against Ikoff can play. Walker at the same price. Neil Walker. Yeah, if, you, if you're buying on the, uh, the lackey hate. And then you got Odor against Musgrove in the Odor and Hanley have both maybe looked stupid a lot this year. At 3,100. I'm willing to take the chance on Rugnet Odor. Why not? Uh, if that if that Minnesota game goes cano 3100 against a lefty i'm totally down with it. he can hit lefties pretty good especially on the road yeah and Mejia has been pretty weak against lefties in his limited exposure to big league hitters too hmm. so i would say uh, the cano contrarian play is really not that contrarian and i, I like it uh, and even dozier at 3600 but that game does have a legitimate threat of rain so keep a close eye on it yeah uh, cano and dozier might even be at the top of the list for me at second base if that game goes off uh, i didn't as think planned oh sorry uh, i didn't think of this one on the air but if he's in the lineup jose perella at 2500 against arroyo is quite interesting to me mm-hmm. uh he, he seems like he should have like a decent enough bat to stick like not on a good team but for if he might keep leading off and being pretty decent for the padres i think and great matchup if, if the, the stack works he's like a zero dollar way of getting in on it yeah you can just run him as a one-off at 2500 and and kind of go elsewhere if you don't if you know if you want yeah, to that him, too use one of their first baseman instead of will myers something like that you still get exposure to arroyo at a very discounted price so second base uh, deeper than usual on a day like today uh with only nine games you look at third base and you, know, you get a discount on Chris Bryant against Jake DeGrom. I'm probably not going to do that. I'm going to look a little cheaper. Manny Machado could be back tonight. 3800 is the price. If he's in, do you want to play him? I don't know. Uh, because the wrist issues are, are are normally pretty problematic for a batter, right? Like it's it's a good way to have like have them end the year with like a third of their or not a third, uh, like three fourths of their normal effectiveness, just because that would kind of suck at imagine i would imagine trying to swing a bat with just like a bad wrist it sounds unpleasant and difficult to be yourself with so i probably won't go at him but it makes sense in a tournament at the very least because i don't like third base is not that easy to me today like the the best guys it's it's arenado on the road against a good pitcher uh pittsburgh more specifically is where it's one of the worst settings for him uh so no i would love against gallardo but the rain is a concern if if, if the rain doesn't hit there i've got to try to get some snow um yeah may, maybe seager is an option too but i'd rather if i can't get Sano, just go all the way to uh john harvis solarte at 3100 like todd frazier makes a ton of sense in, in tournaments at 3300 uh i just don't like him that much though so i have a problem picking him i'm just it's just like a mental block i can't do it really um but yeah, it's like after that, it's just 
there's nothing like maybe maybe Luis Valbuena at twenty four hundred if you think Tanaka keeps melting down, but uh, yeah, it's like I just I hate third base today. You look back though at his last like twenty five games. Todd Frazier has basically gone back to being the player people thought he would be coming into the season. Two seventy six, three eighty two, five seventy five slash line, averaging twelve points per game on FanDuel during that span. So I think Frazier's probably the most chalky option against Wade Miley at 3,300. I like Solarte at 3,100 as well. Those are the two I think I'm the most focused Just on. Just sold me on Frazier, and now you're going back to Solarte. Yeah, oh. quietly, he's quietly getting better to the point where people haven't quite jumped all the way in yet uh, miguel sano at 4100 sure i mean but that's just a really pricey way to go and if you're paying up it for strasburg and cash you're not going to have enough money uh, for sano uh, if that game does in fact happen between the twins and the mariners uh shortstop was a little tricky when we looked at it earlier i, I didn't really come away with anything that i felt great about but there were a couple names uh, that stood out i mean elvis andrews is an option at 3300 against musgrove as Drupal Cabrera at 2,900 going up against Lackey. I just like that he hits high in the order. A lot of shortstops, you know, you don't get that that high lineup spot. Cabrera? Yeah. Yeah, I really, I think Cabrera is my favorite, like, cash game option at shortstop. 2,900, that 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 feels like a price that's just kind of low because of his injury. Um, like, I feel like normally he'd be certainly higher than guys like Andrelton Simmons and uh, Jordy Mercer. So the only thing I'm worried about with Cabrera is that he's still maybe not feeling great he's got one double digit fantasy points game on FanDuel out of the last eight that he's played okay yeah that's a pretty fair concern um it, maybe not cash game then maybe maybe tournament but uh in in, in with the uh, tournament uh, genre really like moderate 2700 if that game goes like he's got quite a lot of power for a shortstop uh, and what's his name Ad Alberto Alberto Mejia yeah um he can he can obviously be hit a little bit at least uh I, i'll also be keeping an eye on if alan cordoba is high in the lineup for the for the padres because i think he's pretty good and he's only 2300 but he would need to be higher in the order it, it seems like he's kind of moving down the batting order right now um but yeah uh where are you where are you looking basically derek at shortstop cordoba is kind of interesting if the price because the price is low if he's leading off but right exactly if he's leading off so i guess it's either like him or perella is, is interesting today but probably not both i like perella a lot more i think Cord- cordoba is like it he, is cordoba isn't no, it no it's cordoba for some I reason i've been, watch, I've been watching padres games like i don't think these guys know cordoba. how to uh, the, these brewers announcers too like arcia like i don't think that's the way things are pronounced in spanish and like like perez makes sense because he has an accent over has, the yeah e. he has the accent on the first e but like it's cordoba i've heard that name i've seen that name cordoba i've heard cordoba which doesn't make any sense that's not that's that's like a that's like the polish pronunciation of his name or something (laughs) anyway accent on the first o (laughs) that's what it is which doesn't it's not if there was an accent on the first o anyway um, maybe it's supposed to be there and 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 oh they just hasn't been added the fax was a little bit blurry right Um, there was a pixel on the fax they weren't sure of an (laughs) accent or if it was just an ink splat but uh yeah i guess i guess to be serious for for cash options at shortstop i'm i'm trying to like save a little bit so i'm looking at guys like tim anderson if he's high in the order you mentioned dd even though you like him much better at home obviously um and otherwise like the ideal cash option i think would be xander bogarts if you can afford him because uh 3700 in a game where his team is projected to score 11 or not 11 nine or so runs 
that would be the ideal, but I, I don't know if I'm going to be able to fit him. Please just have Cordoba high in the order. Cordoba. If, if Anderson Simmons is hitting high up in the order, do you throw him out there against Tanaka? Because for a sure. park, I mean, Anaheim is, is... He's been pretty good. He's been a better bat than people have given him credit for generally. Yeah, if he's hitting like second or something, maybe he's in place. 3,300. He's not cheap. He's not cheap, but the rest are kind of inflated or just like completely useless. I mean, it could be the kind of day where just paying up for Trey Turner or something makes sense. That's too. If, yeah. if he's your most expensive bat and but you got to go value everywhere else. 4400 Man. It's pricey. That's, an, that's such an arm twist at, at shortstop today. But uh, yeah, I guess I, I'm, I'm looking at realistically like Xander Bogarts and Drelton Simmons. And if Cordoba's high in the lineup, I'll probably go to him. Yeah, so options, but not necessarily great ones. Pending, I, pending various outcomes. Yeah, I think I would just play Elvis over Didi and Andrelton Simmons, though. That's fair because they're mean, all the same price. He's having an amazing two-year stretch here, so maybe there's no reason to fear the Astros if you're looking at such bleak alternatives or, or expensive alternatives as we are in this case. Well, for Musgrove, I think the thing we always come back to is the strikeout rate's not that that high. So everything is all about how he manages contact and locates. Uh, he's got a home run rate over one and a half against righties going back to the start. Of last a lot season. of them at home. Yeah. at short porch, uh, a minute made. So I, this is actually on the road at Texas though. So I think that's also good for Andrews. It's still on their hitter friendly environment. Wait, this game. I think this game. No, it's I, in Houston. It's in Houston. Yeah. All right. Good. My, my notes were scribbled incorrectly, which is something I do frequently. Uh, either way, I, I like him, but yeah, yeah, if it's in Houston, I like him even more for the, the cheap home run potential. Moving over to the outfield. How are you attacking the outfield today? What really jumps out to you? You mentioned before you're going after Lackey, so you're going Conforto or Bruce or doesn't look like, of both? Yeah, it doesn't look like you can afford, or you'd have to go very cheap in at least a couple places to get both Conforto and Suspedes. So you might be able to do Conforto and Bruce. Bruce is a little bit less. Uh, Conforto is 4,100. Suspedes is 4,000. Um, and then... Uh, where are you, Jay? Uh, 3,600, I think. 3,600. So I would imagine Jay's pretty chalky, but for good reason, because I, I think this lines up well for him. Um, I think Conforto and Bruce, or uh, Suspedes and Bruce, make plenty of sense. Um, I was looking at something. Uh, oh, right. I know we got the monster in the way, but Ben Intendi, like he's like 2,700 going against Eikhoff, who just gives up. Oh, he's 2,800, sorry. Um, and Eikhoff is just serving up like T-ball uh, pitches to, to lefties. Yeah, I, I like that setup as well. It's going to be very Andy. chalky, I would imagine, but geez, 2800 Chalk pays sometimes. Yeah, and it's it's hard to pay up for Trey Turner if you're not taking Benintendi and you know various scenarios at other positions, respectively. The Mookie Betts price is pretty. Yeah, good. that's too. Thirty seven hundred. The whole the whole, the whole Red Sox is going to be so chalky, and it's like can't even make a case against it. It's like Eikhoff really melts down like he has been. It adds up. So and yeah, yeah. Betts and Benintendi that cheap is just crazy. I think uh, you mentioned before though with the Reds, Adam Duvall is the way to go. I mean, righty righty Adam Love Royal, Duvall. Or, I'm not Perdomo rather. That's that's a great it's a great spot for him. At, at Duvall is so good, man. No one gives him enough credit. He's so good. It's just power just a lot of power and uh, really good contact too it's like it's just he doesn't walk that much like he gets con the contact plus power is pretty unique i think i but, like cole yeah. i like cole calhoun today at three thousand. yeah uh, and even seth smith you gotta free up some cash as your third outfielder 2800 if he's leading off today against pelfrey and the white Sox, i could see that being uh, a decent play too i'm trying to look 
in the darkest depths of outfield right now for any potential uh like really good cheap guys but not really seeing any it's like maybe revere if he's in is he hurt or something two thousand dollars he's listed at he's just been bad he's bad of course but it's like if tanaka keeps you know failing i guess if if brian goodwin ends up high in the order or something at two thousand that might be kind of interesting against Fulty. um not that interesting but maybe a little uh so yeah uh does, do you want to test your luck with uh schwarber at 2200 that's insane i can't believe i'm seeing that uh the Degrom. it's like if you're fading to grom you have to have schwarber right you gotta at least think about it if, if you're if you're if, if sorry to be more specific if you have like some kind of stacking target against Degrom for some reason like that's that's like an autoplay that's that's crazy how things change all, all schwarber does is just hit home runs when he makes contact and right. that's that's it that's the whole that's the whole story otherwise he's just like paul blart basically <laughs> it's, it's unfortunate that it's come to that he's paul blart without the segue yes that's 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 why we got to give mall cops segues that's the best thing about about paul blart is that he has a, a segue do you have any interest in um like twins outfielders like rosario or grossman if uh, that game goes against gallardo i always like grossman more against lefties but gallardo is just so bad that it, it may not matter right rosario is 2600 buxton is 2500 uh, I haven't seen Grossman yet. It looks like he might cost a, qu- a fair amount. Um, where are you, Grossman? Okay, I don't even care. He's over 3,100, so I'm not interested. He's more than 3,100? Or maybe I just can't read. Just type his name in. I, I, I'm i using um, a like broken laptop that's... Okay, hang on a second. We got a really high fit outfit going here. Uh, he's 3,400, so that's more than I want to pay personally, but the matchup is you know could hardly be better. Uh, Gallardo just looks over. Yeah, it's it's broken. I mean, that's part. I, I love I love the Dozier was, call the most of all, of all the twins. Oh yeah, He's yeah, been yeah, playing a lot better lately too. Uh, but you know, Minnesota, I think, boosts power. Kepler at thirty two hundred. Yeah, Kepler. I'd much rather have Kepler too. than Grossman. Not even close with, a, yeah. with a being a righty, uh, especially. Well, baseball fans, you know by now, but FanDuel, it's here. It's fantasy baseball for everyday fans. New contests start every day. There are no busted seasons. Just pick a contest. Choose your team and compete against other fans. Get the late swap contests that are new for this year. You can edit your players right up to the start time of their individual game. No more worrying about a late lineup scratch or a sudden storm. Still have those non-late swap contests that are available as well. The updated scoring includes quality starts. Those have been added so your pitchers have more control over their own performance. There's also friends mode where you can create a league for your friends. Choose the days you play each week. Contests will be created automatically. Plus, the leaderboard will keep track how you all stack up against each other. It's been a pretty good year overall for me on FanDuel. No massive GPP hits, but I'm trying to be more balanced again with those 50-50s. Have all the fantasy that baseball has to offer. FanDuel be sports rich. Sign up today. Go to FanDuel.com slash RW. Special offer for new users. Deposit today. You get a free six-month Rotowire subscription plus five free entries up to $50 in value to try a variety of sports on FanDuel. It's fanduel.com slash RW. Also, as you go about setting your lineups, just follow at Rotowire on Twitter. You can also check out the Rotowire Facebook page. Try to get advice that way. We also have our Ask an Expert tool for paid subscribers as well. So be sure to check it out, rotowire.com slash pod, P-O-D. Get a free 10-day trial to the site if you're not currently a subscriber. That's going to wrap things up for the Monday installment of the Rotowire DFS podcast. Joe and Todd are back with you for Tuesday. 
Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's U-N-I-F-Y-D healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.